about to hear contains highly offensive and indecent material. Ryan, pull down your pants. <laughs> JB, you start Let's... sucking. The host, a comedian of questionable talent, speaks incessantly on topics of a sexual and scatological nature. I will fuck you, but I will not eat you. I want that fucking dick down my throat while I'm dicking him down. Okay. I hope my mother's listening. Your ass became a rosebud? Yeah, that's because I got dicked down real good. <laughs> he asks questions of his celebrity guests that are highly inappropriate and rude. Which of you has a bigger penis? Oh, that's a good one. That's a fun, good one. Going down on the clitoris? Oh, yes. Oh, I Absolutely. like where you're going with yep. this. For some reason, the word strap-on just comes right out of my mouth, Bianca. Yeah, you said come and strap-on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And he cannot stop talking about his buttocks. I think your butt is telling you, no mas, por favor. <laughs> this is the Adam Sank Show. If it's in my hand, I'm going to suck it. Powered by DNR Studios. <laughs> and now... The one, the only... Fun. Yes. Uh, welcome back to the Adam Sank Show. We were just laughing about Gail in the opening saying, I think your butt is telling you, no mas por favor. <laughs> it's really one of the funniest drops I've ever heard. Um, this is not live, but it's a brand new show. If you're listening on Saturday, March 16th at 11 a.m. on adamsank.com, please continue to leave me your ratings and reviews on iTunes. Email me at adam at adamsank.com. Like the Facebook page. Tell your friends about the podcast. And donate. Please, 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 to my AIDS Walk New York page. AIDS Walk New York is Sunday, May 19th, and uh, I raise money for it every year. And this year, my goal is a modest $15,000. I'm not quite halfway there yet, so please help by going to adamsank.com, clicking on the link to my AIDS Walk page. Today, our guest I'm very excited about, because not only is he hugely talented, hugely popular, but he's really hot, and I want to have sex with him. And I'm just putting it out there in the universe. I second that. Uh, JB and I are going to fight for his uh, dick. I don't fight for dick. If you want it, you can have it. But if he does come generous. my way. That's very generous. His name, ladies and gentlemen, is Sir Ari Gold. And uh, he's been making music his entire life, I just recently discovered. He's so, very Go ahead, hunky. Jeff. He's, he's, uh, he's, you can tell he's like... Anyway, I, I don't just, know. I don't want to talk anymore. I'm, you said I'm embarrassed. That, you said that like Samantha from Sex in the City. Oh, something happening with men in the ass. Ooh, that's honey, that's too much cock. <laughs> <laughs> in case you haven't figured it out, we are back this week with the hilarious Jeff Hiller. Oh. Jeff, you were here two weeks ago and here you are again. Isn't that amazing? I can't stop coming back. Happy almost St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for playing along with our fake calendar. <laughs> Jeff, last week we barely touched on all of the many projects that you have going on. Uh, because let's face it, you're a busy boy. Yes. So I, tell the people where they can see you, where they can hear you. Do Just plug the shit out of yourself. Okay. Uh, I'm in the movie now called Greta, starring Isabelle Huppert. I'm in a, a TV. I'm in the latest season of Kimmy Schmidt on Netflix. Yeah. I have a podcast called Touche with Jen Harris. And I am chasing that Ari Gold dick. You are also in the running. Now we have three well, hungry queens. Uh, three hungry bottle bitches. Yeah, me. just let, let's come on. I don't want to fight for Dick either. But what if he comes my way? I'm not gonna say no. They totally have it. I'm not gonna fight for you with Dick. I'm also not gonna fight Adam for the Dick. Okay, you, let's you not have fight a for husband, the dick. Jeff. I know. I, I it's so not you gonna are happen. DQ'd. Also, and also, the idea that he would choose me of the three of us is like truly don't adorable. Say that that's not true. Oh, come, come. Listen, we're all very different. I think we can agree on the fact that we're all very different types. It's very true. Yeah. And I own who I am. I'm not the one that's chosen. (laughs) You are a beautiful man. You are hugely talented. And you're also six foot five, which a lot of people find very sexy. Um, I have not found them yet, but yes, I understand. Your husband, I'm sure, finds it sexy. I think he's he likes me in spite of it. It's true. How tall is he? He's six one, but like when I stand next to him, it's like a gem doll next to a Barbie. You know what I mean? It's like oh, they're a little off. One of them was made in a different mold. But can you imagine if you, if he was like five four? If it was like Austin Wolf with one of his tiny boyfriends? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that. I, I always think, how do fun. they dance together? You know, when I did, Wait, when I was how tall is Austin Wolf? Well, Austin Wolf is six four. Oh, he looks really short in his videos. No, he's six four, and he Jeez. loves to fuck like five foot tall guys. Oh. Why? 
that's back hurting. That's that's why I work. <laughs> like as a tall bitch who gets fucked and then dealing with a lot of short guys, I have to like bend over in places I don't like bending over. But that's because they're the top. See, I yeah. I get Austin because I like to when I top. Mm-hmm. Once a year, uh-huh. <laughs> when the moon is full, I like a little guy because it's easier to fuck a short guy, a guy who's shorter than you, than a guy who's taller than you. But do you do that thing where you like lift them up and you're like fucking them while you stand? No, that's too much work, and my dick would fall out immediately. That is something that only happens on porn. Yeah, no, I just want to. Like I want trick. them on all fours, and I want them to just just sit still on all fours. Okay, <laughs> yeah. okay, because also if you. If you're okay getting bottomed on your back, you can lay on a table or a bed, and they can just stand, right? Yeah, but like the guys, the guys I fuck with are real dumb, and they only <laughs> do doggy style. Like there's other positions, you know. There's, right. I I put my legs behind my head. I can Ooh, do other things, ladies. Yes. That's talented, Jamie. Oh my god, get into them special skills, y'all. Well, our first story today uh, is actually kind of a tragic story, mm. um, but it involves gay sex. Oh. So out in uh, Los Angeles, there's a, a, a local news channel, KTLA, and one of their anchors, this guy Chris Burroughs, died under very shady circumstances. I should tell you, first of all, that Chris Burroughs was married to a woman with children and was, you know, a ide- self-identified straight man. And a newscaster. And a newscaster. But he was found unconscious <clears throat> unconscious in a motel room in Glendale. Um the individual he was with, a man, told the uh, police that he had passed out and was possibly not breathing. When they showed up, they found him unconscious and having inserted two rocks of crystal meth into his rectum. Oh. The death was ruled accidental and the other man was not charged, um, but he did tell police that the two of them had been having sex for quite a long time uh, that day. And... What's interesting to me about this story is after it came out, there was this huge backlash against the media. Mm. And they said, why did you report the cause of death? Why did you give all these lurid details? It's not fair to him. It's certainly not fair to his wife and kids. Mm. And I disagree. Mm. Not because he was closeted. I don't care about that. But because people die all the time from drug overdoses and specifically related to crystal meth and we never talk about the cause of death right i i don't know if you've had we just kind of loom over like when someone has hiv they die and they say oh he just died of hiv complications when that's not necessarily the truth exactly because if you're not using uh meth and you're taking your meds properly and you have hiv you're you're not dying right but in the old days, when someone would die of AIDS, this is how it was treated. It was like, oh, he died after a long illness. It is sort of this weird thing, too, where it's like, oh, you shouldn't have reported that because the fact that he was, um, I mean, I guess that is sort of shameful that he was treating, cheating on his wife or whatever. But also, he was a reporter himself. Like, he would have reported that story as well. Like, Absolutely. The, the, the truth is the thing to go with. I think you got to go with well, yes, and also... I, but I also this idea of scandalizing him because he was having sex with a man is a, a little puritanical for my tastes. Well, I think th- it wasn't just that he was having sex with a man, but... Uh, and I know I know that you can put meth up your ass. I did not know but that. But I always thought... I also did not know that. You'd want to put it up there in powdered form, not R- like rocks. an actual rock. <laughs> I mean, that's not even comfortable. Yeah, that's like passing a kidney stone. It's like Benoit balls. Yeah, <laughs> and that's a lot of meth. That's why he overdosed probably because he, uh, you can't, you don't know how, what quantity you're getting. Right, cause that's the, not like a booty bump. Because it's 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 quicker than when you snort it because it's like your your the the things the, the, the membrane the skin of your yeah it starts creeping it goes right through the membrane, membrane. quicker so, yeah you can do that with coke you can do that with alcohol right um, I've heard but of you're like not wine enemas yeah but you're not supposed to do that much anyway the point is I I'm connected to a lot of of boofing pe- that's pe- what's called it's called boofing oh oh right yeah I learned it from Matthew Camp he oh, knows about see, that see he's apparently. not stupid <laughs> <laughs> he knows shit <laughs> <laughs> but I, I always favorite, my favorite thirst trap Matthew Camp uh, yes. I always see on Facebook, though, these young, healthy, attractive men, and one day everyone on Facebook is like, oh my God, he's gone. I can't believe it. And then there's hundreds of posts about how much they loved him and how much they're going to miss him. And I'm not trying to minimize people's grief, but there is no discussion as to how he died. And that is killing us as a community. That silence around 
drug addiction and specifically meth addiction and even just meth use, forget being an addict, you can die from meth even if you're not an addict. And I think unless we start talking about it when these people die, it's going to keep happening. And also like the idea that this this is not someone that you would expect to be a meth user dying from it, I think is, a, is sort of an important thing too of like... Although he did have gay face, I have to, if we're being honest. <laughs> That's real gay. <laughs> and I think, his wife didn't know. I think girl. the wife, who knows? Maybe they had an arrangement. There's all kinds of marriages. It's sad. I feel terrible for them. Yeah. Imagine being his kids. It's just bad. Yeah, because he was quite young, right? He was like 40. 43. Ugh. Much younger than me. Well, another story. Truly really decades older than me. <laughs> yes. Jeff is a, such a chicken. Uh, <laughs> another story about a father. This one very different. Out in Kansas... And you know where this story is going. <laughs> to a tornado? Yes. No, to an <laughs> anti-gay bill. Oh, um, right, there course. was a, an anti-gay bill that had been um, put up for consideration by a number of Republican lawmakers in Kansas. And one of them was this guy named Ron Hyland. This bill was one of the most rabidly anti-gay bills to have ever been proposed. It seeked not only to, uh, it sought, excuse me, not only to ban <laughs> same-sex marriage, but to legally deny the existence of trans people uh, allow conversion therapy, and just basically legalize all discrimination against LGBTQ people. I mean, that doesn't even sound like a law. That feels like a magic spell. Like, y yes. to just be like, they don't exist. Well, and it's funny that you say that because what part of the bill described sexual orientation as, quote, mythology. <laughs> so as I said, one of the- Yeah, baby, <laughs> Jupiter up in my asshole. <laughs> I call my penis Aphrodite. Yeah, this is Zeus. So, uh, as I said, one of the bill's sponsors was this guy, Ron Hyland. But what Ron Hyland failed to consider was how his lesbian daughter, Crystal Hyland, would feel about this mm. bill. She did something very heroic. She posted a, an open letter to him on Facebook. Are they estranged? Well, they certainly are now, if they weren't before. <laughs> she wrote, as a proud member of Kansas City's LGBTQ community, a mother, a partner to the love of my life, and an, active, uh, and an artist active in my creative community, I am personally offended by the egregious nature of Kansas representatives' proposed legislation, most notably my father's. Wow. She went on to say, your God did not elect you. Living, breathing human beings did. Further isolating the marginalized among the population you serve is far from your duty. Hate has no place in public policy. I respectfully request an apology on behalf of my family and beloved friends that this, uh, at this cruel attempt at legislation. Uh, Here's the great part of the story. Following his daughter's public Facebook shaming, Ron Hyland told local, local news outlets that he had made a mistake. Hmm. He said, quote, the bill... Uh, that I should not have signed on to co-sponsor contained some hateful language which I do not condone. I have asked for my name to be removed from the bill. Well, that's amazing. Although I do sort of feel like it wasn't just his daughter. It must have been like public support was also like... The bill had no chance of passing. It was so anti-gay that even in Kansas, it was considered batshit crazy. Right. Like it, that's how... how like It, it would have enacted into law things that aren't constitutional. Right. Um, but what a fucking asshole. Can you imagine you have a lesbian daughter Ugh. and you're willing to, to co-sponsor? Not just vote for, but co-sponsor. Craven. Craven. People I mean, so my mother gross. had a gay son and she stays shitting on gay people. So She what? And she stay, like making fun of gay people and talking bad shit about them. And she has a gay son. So people do horrible things even when they do have someone like that in their family. Well, thank God your mother's not a state legislator. We'd all <sighs> yeah. be in trouble. Yeah. She's better now, though, right, JB? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Funny. Guess not. Shade. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, anti-gay politics, out what if that was my intro? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Heller, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> a master of anti-gay politics. Uh, out in El Paso, Texas, there is a gay bar called The Old Plantation. <laughs> right away, that's a problem. I know it. That's a problematic name. <laughs> Don't name anything The Old Plantation, particularly uh, when really, you're in the South. Remember when we were talking about the Glory Hole Bar? That's yeah, a, that that's sounds a like way, way more name. fun. Well, one of the owners, there's a, apparently it's, it's co-owned by several people. One of the owners is this guy, Johnny Alcantar. 
he <laughs> sounds like a name in a play, not in life. <laughs> Johnny Alcantar. <laughs> well, he posted a picture of himself, several pictures from a Trump 2020 rally. Oh, girl. He's also straight, by the way. Ugh. And the uh, the local gay community in El Paso did not take kindly to this. Of one of one of them, a local drag queen named Putakelo. Yes, <laughs> that's fabulous. Living. She commented that she is quote disgusted. Y'all, straight people are the first to try to profit off our community and our art, but won't hesitate to support a man who has called trans people burdens, hasn't done shit for the community, but tries to er- but try to erase us, degraded women, and perpetuated racist and xenophobic rhetoric. It is so easy to uh, hold on. <laughs> Where am I? It's so easy to buy a a space and slap the OP's name on it, but how much do you really know about us, and what have you done for the community? Because right now your position is looking pretty questionable. Ding, ding, ding. So, of course, Alcantar defended himself and said, it was never my intention to hurt anyone. I didn't know the stuff that Trump was passing. Oh, Bitch. Then don't go... I mean, that is the worst excuse I have ever heard. He's also Latin. And I don't understand how anyone who's Latin supports Donald Trump. What is wrong with people? I don't know. I don't know. I'm furious. I, I, I saw that two out of no two out of five people are still pro-Trump. Oh yeah, forty percent. He has a solid forty percent approval rating. Even now, even after everything we know, we live in 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 a. I don't want to use the R word. We live in a backwards country. I feel like that's a fair word to use when you're calling people slow. I know, but I promised I wouldn't term. use it anymore. I'll use it for you. People are retarded, and y'all didn't get y'all shit together. Don't say Thank it. you. Don't. We have listeners that find that very offensive. I'm sorry. But uh, but yes, I mean, in the in the actual uh, meaning of the word, they are slow. They are slow to understand. Like the musical term, a retard. Yes. And they're, they're also very staccato. Well, it's like, um, it's like that, I, that thing from Angels in America where they talk about the world only moves forward. And it doesn't feel like the world is moving forward. It feels like the mo- world is moving backward. It really does. And it's terrifying. And I keep thinking like, oh, once the Mueller report comes out, we're all going to be saved. But no, it's not, it's not going to do shit. I know. There's that article in the Times that was like, it's going to be real short. <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, uh, I think that uh, he needs to sell his stake in the old plantation, and I think they need to change the name of the old plantation. Yeah, to Glory Hole. To the Glory Hole Bar of El Paso. Past the old El Paso. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Pick old jingles. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, this was an interesting ruling, uh, unfortunate ruling, out of uh, Iowa. The University of Iowa, by the way, very progressive, yeah. crunchy. For- forward-thinking, crunchy place. Um, a federal judge has ruled that the university cannot take away a Christian student group's registered status after they barred a gay student from a leadership role. Hmm. So they have some, this campus Christian group, which I always found so creepy, <laughs> called Blink. I don't know what it stands for. It's like capital B, capital L, lowercase I-N, capital C. Bible living in Cox. <laughs> yep, I think that's it. It's by it's the Bible Living in Cox group, and in March 2016, <laughs> uh, one of its members, Marcus Miller, approached the group's then president to discuss his interest in serving on the executive board. They met for approximately two hours to find out if he was quote ready to provide spiritual leadership. Hmm. Then uh, Miller revealed to her that he was gay. Hmm. Uh, and open about his desire to engage in same-sex relationships and said he'd been struggling with the Bible's teachings on that topic. So the board met, and they concluded that Miller fundamentally uh, disagreed with Blink's faith and therefore could not lead the membership without sound doctrine and interpretation of Scripture. So he sued. So I'm sorry. So he complained to the university. The university said, okay, you can't be a group anymore because you can't deny someone... uh, leadership or membership in a group based on sexual orientation so they sued it went to court and a federal judge just sided with the crazy christians Mm. which is about faith stuff i mean like part of me is is like happening part of me is like miller why did you want to be in that group thank you but another part of me is like you know it's the same thing with like trans people in the military where i'm like why does anybody want to be in the military but 
it, it, you know, we can't be saying like you can't do stuff because of that. It's a slippery slope. I like that you call him Miller, like you're on a last name oh, basis. I Miller, wanna, what's up with you? I want to give Middle, Miller a little cuddle and Miller, say, Miller, you know, if they rhyme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're of the same tribe or what have you. They should have known he was gay because he insisted on being called Marcus and not Mark. <laughs> oh, his last name is Miller? <laughs> Marcus Miller. Oh. <laughs> I thought his first name was. I thought that was so, sort of a, a very like soap opera name, like Miller. Come on, and Miller. like the fan is on him, and there's like sheets billowing in the wind. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it, but certainly someone should be allowed to be both gay and evangelical Christian if they really want to. Of course. And if the university has this policy, this non-discrimination policy, then they should be allowed to enforce it. But we're seeing this rightward movement of the courts, thanks thanks to all the Trump appointees. Right, it's the same reason why people can't get birth control anymore at Hobby Lobby. Yep, it's the the Handmaid's Tale is happening. Mm-hmm. We're watching it unfold in slow motion, and uh, and no one seems to give a shit. And and I cannot have that because I do not look good in that bonnet. No, I've seen you in that. Bonnet. I have a very round face. <laughs> Red is not your color. Uh-uh, uh-uh, and I'm also, out. when they go to impregnate you during the ceremony you mm-hmm. wouldn't even fit on one of those little beds your legs no, would be hanging I'm too off big. plus i'm a little bit barren <laughs> oh no <laughs> just a little <laughs> barren and bareback <laughs> well speaking of colleges this story jumped out at me <laughs> a woman at the university of north carolina uh thought they had a ghost because huh. they kept hearing sounds coming from the closet <laughs> Uh, oh no, is this another R. Kelly thing? I can't handle it. Something was trapped in her closet, and uh, <laughs> when she finally looked in the closet, she found a man hiding in the closet wearing her clothes. Oh. Wow, that's a... motherfucker. <laughs> what did he say to them? Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> that's a little on the nose to be dressing up in women's clothing in a closet. <laughs> that's like... Girl, the metaphor is too thick. We get it. You're gilding the lily. Andrew Clyde Swafford. I love that they always have three names. Age 30, was taken into custody. Uh, This was way back on February 5th. I forgot to mention all of these stories that we're doing are old as fuck. I'm cleaning out my folder. You should say they're evergreen. They're evergreen. Thank you. That's a lovely way of saying That I'm lazy. But they're old as fuck. But yes, I, because of the schedule this month, I, I, there's just so many stories that I had to get through. And this is, uh, this is from February 5th. But it did happen. She called 911. Um, That's fair. If there's a person in your closet, you should call 911. That is fair. I, don't, I do not shade her for that. When she first opened the closet, she noticed that her clothes were disheveled. And that a few items were missing. How big is this closet? Well, she just condoed. Then she noticed Swafford <laughs> hiding in there. She said, quote, I just hear rattling in the closet. It sounds like a raccoon. I'm like, who's there? And then somebody answers me. He's like, oh, my name is Drew. (laughs) Well, I guess what else are you going to say? And I live in your closet. (laughs) He said I live in there? What dumb No, he didn't say that. And this, this is, is my like new some home. Harry Potter shit or something. The woman called her boyfriend, who showed up at the apartment and made Swafford leave. I love that Swafford just like hung out. <laughs> I mean, this is not this is not a person who's just like into cross dressing. This is like a crazy person, right? I this guess. Is like police said there was no sign of forced entry, and they were not sure how Swafford got into the woman's apartment. No, uh, she let him in. She was definitely cheating because if there's no sign of of entry at all, he's this crazy man in your closet wearing your clothes, and he's talking to you. You let him in. Well, right. I heard what it's like really, a vampire. Invite the right one in. <laughs> I heard what really upset her was that he looked much better in the clothes than she did. <laughs> well, that's not fair. He had a waist cincher on, that was, <laughs> and of course, it, that was part of the criminal complaint. Um, as of this article's writing, uh, Swafford was in jail on a twenty six thousand dollar bond. That seems like a big bond for just uh, cross dressing. Just for wearing someone else's and clothes. Hiding. And not breaking and entering. Because you didn't break anything, but you did enter. Yeah. Should we do the Jesse Smollett? Um, I mean, if we do that, I can't get our guest. So, oh, yeah. is he here? He, yeah, he's been chatting with everyone outside well, drinking we, coffee. We still have 10 minutes before we, we we're going to start All with right, him. So yeah. we have time for this. We'll do other stories after that. I wanted to do this two weeks ago, um, Jeff, because I've been obsessed with the Jesse Smollett case. I know. I'm sure by the time this airs, lots more will have happened. Yeah. It's like every day Hopefully something crazy will have new com- happens. come clean because the suspense is killing me. But apparently Trevor Noah on The Daily Show has been going hard on Jesse Smollett ever since the news of the hoax broke. I love Trevor Noah, just low-key. I love him too. And every <laughs> show, he, he completely makes fun of Jesse Smollett. So there is a um, 
there's a gay black man on The Daily Show. Oh, fuck. Now I have to find his name, and I'm never going to find it. He's got a long name, too. Um, so they decided to have him star in a parody version of the Jesse Smollett case as if it were a Lifetime movie called Jesse's Lie. And then they made a trailer for the Lifetime movie. So here is a fake trailer for a fake movie about the Jesse Smollett show <laughs> that aired on The Daily Show. Didn't take him seriously enough. They don't take me seriously enough. So he came up with a plan that would change his life forever. What is wrong, Juicy? I'm sorry, Nigerian trainer. I can't concentrate. I sent myself a death threat letter at work. Nobody cared. Why would no one care? You, you are famous. And gay. What if that letter was real? And a Trump supporter beat you up in the street because you were famous. And gay. I know what I need to do. I need to find a MAGA Trump supporter and get him to beat me up in the streets. And then I'll make more money. But you see, where would you find Trump supporters willing to participate in this risky scheme? <laughs> I'm looking at him right now. <laughs> I'm talking about you guys! And so the plot was hatched. I have a hat and a noose so that everyone knows I'm a racist. Good. Good job, good job. You and it. I brought the bleach. Bleach? What? I am so racist that I want to turn black people white. Critics are calling it the performance of the year. Mmm, I love eating sandwiches at 2 a.m. Hey, aren't you that actor that is underpaid on the show Empire who is very famous? And gay! Yes, I am. This is MAGA country. Ah. <laughs> I like it because his, that guy's reading of this is MAGA country sounds exactly like mine. Remember? <laughs> yes. I, I'm living for this guy who keeps saying, and you're gay. <laughs> and gay. And it's gay. like um, in every Am Sandler movie, what's his, oh, I can't forget the guy's name. I think about it, but the water boy who can say, you can do it. Cut his freaking balls off. That's, that's what that reminds me of. <laughs> I've never watched an Adam Sandler movie, except for funny oh. people, which I did love. <laughs> but, but no, this is uh, hilarious and you should watch. It's actually funnier when you can see the visuals, but we've, we talked about it so much on this show a few weeks ago that I thought I needed to yeah. bring that to the Didn't listeners. Didn't you see that Paul Thomas Anderson, Adam Sandler movie? Which one was that? <laughs> The one that had Adam Sandler in it that was directed by Paul Thomas Anderson. Which one was it? I honestly don't know. I can't remember. It was Spanglish? about like... No, it was about like um, how he got pudding cups and... Uh, it doesn't matter. This is not... This no is not idea. good. Yeah. Rob Schneider. That's his name. Rob Schneider oh, and Rob Adam Schneider. Um, Sandler in movies together back in the day. And yes. Rob Schneider used to always be the special kid to say, You can do it! Cut his freaking balls off! And he had an African accent? No, he had. He was just some <laughs> country guy. And like, it just, the African guy just reminded me of the country guy just in the background. I had nothing to say but just said, And you're gay! It just, <laughs> and your part. <laughs> Next week we'll have to get a clip of that and compare the two. <laughs> Thank you, JB. Uh, meanwhile, the, su the subject... Of a okay, so there's a documentary that came out about ex gays. Uh, it's called Once Gay. And twice it shy. <laughs> <laughs> Once gay, twice bottom. Uh, it premiered at the Emmanuel Evangelical Church in London on February 11th. It follows the story of a musician named Matthew Gretsch. Uh, a singer once noted for appearing on a European version of The X Factor. <laughs> he claims to have been cured in the movie. He claims to have a been cured. A very dubious credit, by yes. the way. <laughs> Thank you. He claims to have been cured of homosexuality through conversion therapy. Huh. Um, and in the movie, he talks about how he no longer feels same-sex attraction. Well, after the movie premiered, Gretsch was interviewed, and he admits that he has not yet developed an attraction to women. What? When asked if this he, is crazy to me. When asked if he still had an attraction to men, he told Pink News, I do, yes. If I had to put, I'm, I think he's British, if I had to put it another way, I don't think I've experienced a specific connection with a woman. Mm. For some people, success, why am I Australian? For some people, <laughs> success is if your sexual orientation literally changes. But for some people, literally, literally, thank you. But for some people, success is literally 
controlling their own thoughts so they don't go in a specific direction. Just because my flesh has not changed does not mean that I have not changed. I'm simply saying I've moved away from the homosexual lifestyle. Bottom. <laughs> I don't know. I have a controversial opinion in that I kind of feel bad for him because I feel like he's probably just really fucked up in his mind and he can't he can't deal with the fact that he is who he is. Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but but why start? We got it. It's a rule of threes. You got to get it again in there. Bottom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm living for that. Why star in a movie about conversion therapy? I know. And then give an interview and be like, P.S. I'm still gay. The movie's a lie. I guess at least he was truthful. I mean, that is some real at least water. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, and I think that the fact that he was on The X Factor is very telling. I think this dude just like will go to any lengths to get publicity and attention. Mm. Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> like a bottom, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, speaking, speaking of bottoms. I love a celebrity bottom. Speaking of bottoms, we've all heard of tops and bottoms, but there's a new thing. Uh, and, and this is not a cocktails and cock talk story, but it should be. This mm. came from Queer Tea. Uh, there's a new thing called sides bottom. <laughs> do you know what a side is? I honestly do. No, not. I don't. But please, oh, you do. Inform our audience. I like a side of Brussels sprouts myself. But, uh, <laughs> apparently, a side is a is a gay man who does not partake in anal penetrative sex, but will engage in other forms of same sex activity, including, but not limited to, fellatio, frottage. Mutual masturbation and others. Oh, I call these homosensualists. Oh, really? Yeah, where you just you you just don't like you don't like butt stuff. I mean, I feel like I'm kind of a side in the sense that I do like fucking and getting fucked. But if someone said like, okay, your your asshole is gone and you can't ever do this again, I think I would be pretty satisfied just like sucking dick and getting my yeah, dick sucked. Totally, like, it's kind of fun. And think about how many asshole injuries there are out there that you could. Uh, hello, have. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Some people in the studio uh, know what you're talking about. That's why Gail said to me, I think your butt is telling you. Yeah. That was when I had my anal wart surgery. Yeah. Oh, I recently talked to a guy and he said it on a podcast, so I feel okay sharing this, that he had to have a little butt surgery where they went and snapped it so he could he could get the he could get the dick inside of him. Where they like snipped a little piece of his butthole. Wait. So they, oh, you're not, you're, you're not here yet. So our guest, is, I know it's really hard. Our guest is your, your mic's not on, and uh, and you're chomping at the bit. We're gonna get to you in two minutes. I promise. I really agree. Uh, um, what? Uh, I, I'm confused. His butthole was too tight. It was too tiny. Yeah, it was too tight. So they enlarged it. Yeah, they like snipped one of the little things. I think I need this. Wait, no. Okay. So here's here's my issue with that because like. If you like in ten years, is he going to be shitting himself? Yeah, because like once you like cut anything, like it's very dangerous. Once you ripped open the sphincter that hole, that is what my bigger. question was too. But he said that the doctor said that that wasn't going to be an issue. But it hadn't been ten years, so girl, I know. no, because I got a real scared. My my booty hole, they, <laughs> my booty hole got cut real bad, and they they thought I would need stitches to close it up. But How did it get cut? Because it was you were rough. Dick. With a dick. Oh, rough, yeah, he takes a lot dick. of big dick. Oh, all right. Um. So side is apparently a thing, and uh, side pride is going to be coming soon to a city near you. Uh, <laughs> last, the last thing I want to do before introducing our guest is I came across this bizarre uh, music video, a rap video on Facebook by this young white guy uh, who called himself, I don't have it in front of me, Slim Jim? What's his name? Young, young Slim. Young Slim. And I was like, why did this come up on my feed? I don't know what this is. <laughs> and... Um, it turns out his name is Matthew Jostin. He's a, he was a child actor who was on uh, the Drew Carey show, and he's been in a lot of different TV shows and movies. And I don't have any context for this, but I thought my listeners would enjoy it. Here is the entire video for Slim Jim. And that's why I say you better take a step back, because everybody here knows that you can't rap. Okay, you coming to me saying that I can't rap I'm about to rip you a new one with the words I lay on this track But you probably like it when I fuck your ass up You're the kind of guy jerking off to two boys, one cup Yeah, fuck you! Yo, world star! World star! Yeah, yeah, okay Finna fuck you so hard you wanna quit rapping Cause now you addicted to the way I give you an ass blasting You wanna take it from behind, let the fun begin I whisper who owns this ass and you moan young slim Okay, okay. alright Not done 
Okay, but don't worry, baby, this time I'll cut you some slack. You bend me over, I'll arch my back, and you slide my crack. I'm on with pleasure. Well, you split me in two, you're gonna slide on my butthole, and you know that it's true. Little bitch. <laughs> and that's how I fell in love with Young Slim. Mm, Yahtzee. <laughs> I mean, come on. I think that deserves a round of applause. Oh, yeah. That's some good shit. <laughs> yeah. And I don't even know if this guy's gay. He doesn't, he doesn't seem like he's a good rapper. Is your mic on? I, I don't know. Is Jeff Heller's mic on? Hello? No, it is. What ha- he doesn't seem like a good rapper. No, he's a terrible rapper, but it was really funny and unexpected. And it's like a rap battle that's going on, and then it just mm-hmm. becomes like... Like, like, uh, it's like everyone's that scene looking in, um, around after he says his lines and was like did he just say this yeah. <laughs> i'm just like yeah he said these bars and the guy who's about is like looking like he's into it and at the end they they just it's funny married. Uh, we're gonna do a 10 second pride Sexy. update and then go to our guest uh we only have one gay pride to talk about this week okay. and it is manatee gay pride oh like in florida yes i first thought that they were actual gay manatees <laughs> That we're celebrating Pride along with the sides. Well, um, there might be some gay manatees down there. You don't know. But yes, it's Manatee County, which has its own Pride Festival in a town called Bradenton. So we wish them all a very happy Pride today, Saturday, March 16th. Happy Pride, 2019. Which that is does feel like like a bear or a, or a, a, a club. Right? Like a, like a body a positive Pride. Yeah. All right, you guys. Our guest today is a multi-award winning openly gay pop star. He's had more number one music videos on Logo than any any other performer he's released seven albums over a music career that spans multiple decades his latest is called remix to freedom take a listen to this hit it jb And please give a warm ass welcome to Sir Ari Gold. Thank you. Warm ass. Yes. <laughs> I like a warm ass. It's a lot of butt talk up in here. So much. You were dying to uh, to join you us during the no side conversation. Idea. Let's just say uh, I made it into the medical books. Okay. Because oh. what oh. I experienced in my anus had never been experienced, uh, had never been documented before. And let's just leave it at that. <laughs> we I mean, I don't think we can <laughs> leave it at that. I think I, we have to let's leave it behind. <laughs> Is everything so in working lingering. order now? Um, it depends on what you define as working order. Oh, my. <laughs> Are you a side? <laughs> I know, and welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Listen, this is my favorite kind of guest. We go right for the, uh, the, the inside scoop. It's not scoop. the jugular. It's the... Uh, That's right. <laughs> the anus. Uh, are, you a, are you now a side? Um, no, I am not a side. Um, although somebody recently accused me of being one. Are you a side piece? I'll be a side piece any day. That's, that's, I second that's the side funny. piece thing. Yeah. Little side pieces. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no, someone just uh, said that I was. A, they said I was a side, and I'm like, no, I'm not a side. I like being a side, but I don't identify as a side right. because I do uh, participate in other. But you don't need the butt sex to have fun. I never really did. That Me is too. true, actually. I mean, that we would be true. compatible. <laughs> just putting it out there all right i did some research on you and uh and tur- thank you for that wonderful introduction yeah you, uh, well deserved it turns out that you have been singing professionally since you were six years old i like to say my career spans longer than madonna's it does right <laughs> because i mean you're still a, a a young man but you started when you were six not that young but thank you are you like <laughs> younger than me i think Six years old, you're at yes. you're singing at your brother's bar mitzvah. Yes, and Actually, you get discovered. I, think I was five at the brother's bar mitzvah and <gasps> recorded my first album at six. How did this happen? The Shirley Temple of Gay Pop. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Um, <laughs> I sang a Hebrew song called Ura 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 Kivodi, um, and uh, a um, big macha in the Jewish music industry uh, heard me sing and asked me and my two brothers, Elon and Stephen, to sing a um, sort of original uh, pro-war Zionist anthem. Ah. <laughs> called as, it, as one does. As one does, um, called It's Not Right. And it wasn't. <laughs> but we sang it, and uh, we won first prize in the competition, the first annual Jewish Children's Song 
<laughs> song festival. And uh, from there, the engineer was doing a record, uh, as the story goes, called uh, Pot Belly Bear Songs and Stories. So that was the first time I sang love songs to a bear, but not the last. Ah, <laughs> I see what you did there. You know, what, you know what pisses me off about this story? I sang at so many fucking bar mitzvahs growing up. I and was no one always the one at the... You. No one ever said... But see, they, where did you grow up? In New York. See. I was in New Jersey. I was close by. I was in the Bronx, yeah. I would get up. I would sing Footloose. I would sing Cindy Lauper. I would sing Duran Duran. And all they would happen is they would turn off the mic. <laughs> no one ever signed me to a, a Zionist well, it, record contract. It's interesting. Well, were you bad? No, I think I was pretty good. But, you know, it's interesting because I, I was doing something that was incredibly niche uh, because I was singing within the Orthodox Jewish circles, yes. singing Hebrew songs. And so I was really discovered from within that community to be. And I, and I did a lot of, of very uh, Orthodox Jewish singing and I headlined concerts in the Catskills and things of that sort. Um, Which, but, by the way, is great training for anyone in show business, Well, for real. What I was going to say is that it's it was great training to then, in, in many ways, uh, become the niche <laughs> uh, recording artist that I am today. <laughs> and, you know, that's not a title that I've necessarily love, but, um, but it's, it is the truth in many ways because I have been, you know, openly gay since the beginning of my career and, and the box of gay artist has, in my opinion, you know, been put onto me. Um, but I embraced it. And even from the very beginning, I always said that I was doing this first and foremost for my LGBTQ community. Um, and that's because there was no one else doing it. Yeah. You're actually the third person we've had on, on this podcast who grew up Orthodox, which is interesting. We've also had uh, Lady Synagoga. I know Lady Synagoga. Of course. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and Aton Levine, who wrote the porn parody Hamiltoe. I don't know about Just won an this. AVN award. He's actually <laughs> okay. straight. But I have the same question for all three of you, which is, you know, you all wound up doing um, car careers that, were, that would not necessarily be compatible with an Orthodox Jewish lifestyle. Show Jews. Yes. Not just show business, though, like <laughs> gay show business. Gay or sexual or, you know, I mean, you're also a sex symbol. And, uh, Thank you. And <laughs> often <laughs> scantily clad in your music videos, which yes. I Well, I'm, I'm a student of Madonna, you know. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. uh, so, yes, I mean, you know, she taught me a lot about what kind of pop star I thought I, I needed to be um, for the gays. You know, she was a woman predominantly straight um but yeah uh i rebelled i rebelled a lot um, what, what how old were you when you told your family i was uh 18 and uh i was out of high out of yeshiva high school basically as soon as i got out of yeshiva which is the jewish parochial mm -hmm. school um that's when you know the flying colors started happening and i felt free and i was able to come out to friends but you know i had the gift uh and it really is a gift um, that is so important for us gays, and still to this day, I believe, even for the, the for the youngins, um, to have control over your coming out. Um, hmm. I I really have a lot of uh, you know sympathy for people who don't have that opportunity or didn't have that opportunity um, because I was so careful about how I decided to come out of the closet to my family. Um, and I really did grow up for so many years thinking that if they knew, they would excommunicate me. Right. I mean, we should point out that in, in Orthodox Judaism, it's not uncommon for your family to disown you just by marrying outside of the Orthodox Jewish faith. Even if you marry a Reformed Jew, sometimes mm. they will never speak to you again, let alone if you marry a Goy yeah, and, or come out or do anything outside of, of the Orthodoxy. Yeah, and, and yeah, and it's not across the board, but it's the, the, there's so many different sects of orthodoxy and, and and all that stuff. But yes, that you know, and 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 excommunicated from the community at, at large too. So yeah, but I I took control, um, and I was very I really was like I do not want my parents to find out until I'm ready. And um, so the friends I told, you know, I was like, you have to keep this secret. It was a big secret, and. So first I told them just to get myself comfortable. Hmm. And then I wanted to write a letter because um, I was always like a big letter writer or writer, whatever. And, um, and I wrote, I remember I wrote one letter and it was extremely angry hmm. and because uh, I was angry at my whole family for how homophobic they sure. were. 
Um, and I scrapped that letter and wrote like, you know, the next draft. Um, and uh, that was much more like coming out of a place of love. And it was 18 pages, college ruled, handwritten. Uh, wow, that's like the letter that Rachel wrote Ross after they broke up. <laughs> Double-sided <laughs> with additional reading material stapled to the back. Footnotes. Uh, yeah. And I sat them down for an unprecedented family meeting that had never happened before. And I read it to them out loud. Um, How long did that take? Probably a, an hour. Yeah, I mean, that's like a, yeah. that's a manifesto. Yeah, it was. And I, I look back and I read it back and I'm like, I'm like, how did I, I, I was so much smarter then than I am now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just like had all this confidence and knowledge about like what I wanted to say. And I, I went into the Bible and the Torah and like, you know, wow. I went to each family member and addressed the, the specificity of each of their homophobias because they each had like a different brand of homophobia. God, I wish someone had filmed this. <laughs> Can you imagine? Well, I have the letter. <laughs> oh, wow. Have you ever published it? No, I, but I ha- I've had an I- ideas to do so, yeah. So did they say, Yeah, what was their So on page three <laughs> is when I actually <laughs> say I am gay, those words. It took like two and a half pages. You buried the lead. Yes. You kind of yes. work up to it. Yeah, it was a work up. Um, it's like very much like, you know, because of the love that you have given me, I can now say this. Um, That's beautiful. And so <laughs> I know I was so wise. And now I'm just, you know, I know nothing anymore. <laughs> but um. Uh, uh, and then at that moment, uh, one of my brothers started crying. Um, and how many siblings do you have? I have two older brothers, mm-hmm. um, both straight. And so, um, they, one started crying and when he started crying, I then felt like I was going to start crying. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I knew that if I did start crying, it wouldn't stop because the last time I came out to like the first time I ever said it to anybody was my, was my friend. Uh, Miriam and um, and I could I didn't stop crying you know like my parents were coming home and I'm like oh my god they're gonna see me I'm hysterical yeah. I, like run into the shower <laughs> and I didn't again like I didn't want to lose control because it's so important the reason why it's so important for for us to be able to take control of the narrative of coming out is also because it's so important to show our parents uh, that we're okay you know what I mean like they take a they take a message from us they because m- most of listen there are terrible parents out there who do kick their kids out and, and all kinds yeah. of stuff. But I really do believe that the majority of parents in the world love their children. Hmm. And so they, but they just need to know that, the, that their children are going to be okay. That's really what is underlying, I think, a lot of their concern and, and the cultural homophobia sort of, you know, uh, uh, infiltrates that in, in a way, that, like the, their inability well, You feel to, like you're losing your kid. Yes. Like you're losing him to some force or some... Uh, community that you don't understand and that and that you're excluded from right so that's why it's so important to to you know say you know I'm okay and I'm still here and I'm still the same per- that the last line of the whole letter was I may be a sissy a fag a fagula a faggot a queer but I'm still Ari the same Ari that loves you all very deeply I mean come on <laughs> that is really <laughs> powerful yeah I want to see this letter so so they and so, uh, so I composed myself cry? after the, pa- the I, I, I'm like, you cannot cry, you cannot cry, do not cry. Compose myself, finish the letter. And then at the end of the letter, we all started crying. <laughs> and my dad said, the only reason why we're crying is because of the pain that we caused you. Wow. Oh, God. What a great father. My father's never said anything like that in his life. You know, and, and, and I, I also, I do, it's important to add that after that initial thing, which was beautiful and, and such a gift to be able to have that, and it did set a certain tone and it helped us, things fell apart. Yeah. Hmm. You know, sure. it was not smooth sailing after that at all. In fact, after that, there was a two-year period when, when me and my whole family didn't even speak. It involved other issues too, but... I'm but glad yeah. that you said that because I think we all think it's going to happen like the movies or TV where there's a catharsis and then everything's better. Right. But in fact, it takes people a long time to to get used to 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 a new yes because then thing. there's the reality and they have to deal with their community and what that means to their community and 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 all that stuff yeah what's your relationship with them nowadays it's uh i just had you know shabbos dinner with them last night oh so. shabbat shalom by the <laughs> thank way thank you it is shabbos <laughs> this uh, the shows the last couple of weeks have been lousy with jews we've had a lot of them <laughs> uh, uh, we, we had a guy on uh, a couple of weeks ago named avachai 
Avachai, okay. Well, yeah. my name was supposed to be Shrygi Fievel, but somehow they named me <laughs> Shrygi Fievel. Yeah, after the Entourage like character the mouse? came out, I wished that it had been. Wasn't um, Fievel the name of the mouse in yeah. that Disney? Uh, uh-huh. Oh my God, I love that. Yes. My mother was like about to American do a Yiddishist like revival, but she didn't. Oh really? Of American Tale? No. <laughs> but, but I didn't hear what you said. What you I'm really said. into that idea. I know. <laughs> like they're doing a Yiddish fiddler. Exactly. They should do a Yiddish American Tale. All right. So Ari, tell us about. Uh, remix to freedom this uh this new project it's you're releasing a new song every month right i am so it comes out of my last album which is called soundtrack to freedom Mm -hmm. um and it's uh, under the collective gold nation because i i was sort of grew tired of the solo artist thing and and all that entails i wanted to do something that was a little bit more inclusive um because we are all one gold nation um and uh and so that album uh which I'm very proud of. Um, we're, we are, re- are releasing a remix single from that album every single month leading up to June 2019, which of course is World Pride, which of course is in New York, my native town, and of course it commemorates the 50th anniversary of Stonewall. So I just fabulous. felt like I had to do something that was special for that. Now, can people uh-huh. see you live during um, Pride Week uh, when they come to New York for, for this momentous Pride Festival? I don't know. <laughs> I just did a big show uh, this uh, in this past month um, at the Cutting Room, and I just did a show in February. But um, right now, my performance schedule is on hold. Okay, <laughs> because of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. not an easy recovery from a textbook issue. Okay, <laughs> tell me about it. Um, no, uh, I am. I am. I am probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm looks most probably going to be undergoing um, a bone marrow transplant. Oh, oh, um, in this next few months. So. That's serious shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it is. Do you want to talk about why, or do you want to just leave it at that? Um, I have the the cancer, you know. No, oh. that sucks. Sorry to be a downer. No, listen, <laughs> we're here to be real. I yeah. What I don't kind know of cancer? Way. It's a blood. It's blood. It's the same thing that um. Robin Roberts had mm-hmm. MDS. Yeah. So my brother, uh, my oldest brother, is the perfect match. Thank God. So um, that's probably what I'm going to be doing uh, in the next few months. Is that the brother did that you started crying on page it's three? It's not, okay. actually. It's the <laughs> other brother. When did, you find, when, did, when, <laughs> strong. when did you find out about this? Uh, I've been living with this diagnosis for o- over five years. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Wow, is this the first time you're talking about it publicly? On a radio show, maybe. <laughs> I wrote an I wrote an essay about about what it was like to deal with this um, as well that got published by New Now Next. How did I miss that? I'm reading about your bar mitzvah and I your know. musical career. Well, I somehow skipped a lot, the big it, one. There's a lot out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, that's part of why. Also, you know, I mean, even the making of the writing and making of the album soundtrack to freedom and. And, you know, the the ability to remix who we are, I feel like, you know, it, it, for me, it's like it goes to a very personal level. And even like this idea of like, um, you know, I'm remixing my bone marrow. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Deep. Wow. That's art. <laughs> and uh, they're telling you that, the, that your prognosis is good there, after this yes, there procedure? Is, there is. Uh, the, hopefully I will be cured. So, Thank God. So, well, you know, we'll certainly be praying for you. Thank you. So you much. look fabulous. Do you feel okay? How, how are you feeling? I feel great today, and it's just nice to be here and talk about my work and my life, and you know, um, that makes me uh, feel vital and alive. And so I've been, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's like been really while I've been dealing with this, and it takes up a lot of my time, but uh, it's been so important for me to still produce work and feel like an artist because. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I do a lot of work on myself to know that, um, like Oprah says, you know, we are worthy because we are born, mm-hmm. you know, that whole thing. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I, on a day-to-day basis, if I don't feel like I'm an artist, it's hard for me to feel worthy, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. I have to feel like I'm doing something, uh, putting out something uh in the in the world um doing something of service and there are ways that you can do it that have nothing to do with art or nothing to do with show business um of course growing up in show business it, i have <laughs> i can be a bit 
too showbiz centered. Right. So, but, but, you know, but, uh, but it's just been very important for me to like make sure that I'm still, it makes me feel vital and alive and it doesn't allow the diagnosis or the health issue to be, to overcome me and become like this, this other identity. And it, it is, it is an identity, but, but, but it's not the only identity. Just like being gay and just like, just like I have, done my whole career my life you know like I, I i people let alone not saying to me uh you know don't be openly gay or you know or don't say that until you get famous or whatever not only would i insist on saying it but i also insisted on saying things about my jewishness because right. it's about the intersectionality and only now do we appreciate that but well i think know. it's i think it's great that you're talking about it we were just talking uh earlier about um meth addiction and about the fact that nobody really talks about it and so people just keep dying mm. and i think uh you know sunlight is the best disinfectant and whenever we talk about anything that we're struggling with or that we have struggled with we're helping someone else we're saving someone else's life and that's why i you know i'm very public about being hiv positive um ache because it's not that big a deal to me anymore and b because i just feel like there's so many people that are living with it who are terrified that someone's going to find out and it's like there's nothing to be afraid of just live your truth and say what's going on with you i really do believe that and i've always believed that and i continue to hold strong to that it's not an easy road though you no. know what i mean it isn't a big deal to necessarily have to say these things but People, it does sometimes change the way people perceive you, and it does, you know, you, you, you might. But that's not your problem, you know, like that's none of your business. It can be business wise, though. Right. I mean, it, it, what other people think of me is none of my business, and that's the spiritual sort of work that you have to do on yourself and know, well, that's not for, if, if I'm not getting that job, that's not for me to, to get. So that you have to do that work for yourself. But I have been told that, oh, oh, I thought you were sick. That's why I didn't call you. Mm -hmm. You know, or things like that. That's so things fucked like up. That. It is fucked up. It is fucked up. Well, I wish you all the best. <laughs> I was not prepared for this interview to take this turn, but I'm really glad that it did. And, um, you know, you and I have only met a couple times over the years, but I, I've always had great admiration for you, you and so respect much. for you. And I, I think um, I know that you're going to be fine. I'd love to, since it's, it is sort of apropos because I wrote it from the depths of, of this experience that I have. This, the last single that just came out, the remix single just came out a couple days ago, um, is called Leave the World Changed. And uh, it's the only ballad on the album, too. And so I um, just want to give a shout out to that because it is sort of apropos to our conversation. And tell people where mm -hmm. they can find that and all your music. Um, well, AriGold.com still exists. I had it since the 90s. Um, <laughs> Screen Actors Guild, too, since the 80s. But it's um, uh, uh, Spotify, Apple, Pandora, um, Gold Nation, Sir AriGold, AriGold. Those are all the handles that you can find me at social media, you know, on social media. It's at, Not the at obnoxious agent from Entourage. No, the antithesis of what I've been trying to The real AriGold. Yes. All right, we have about a minute left, and we're going to play everyone's favorite game ask me no questions ask me no questions no questions <laughs> who, who is your celebrity crush um besides jeff heller um brian j smith oh god i just said that from where who's that? um um he's from that t tv <laughs> show um uh what was that show that that they they thought was over and then they campaigned um saved by the bell no um on netflix <laughs> uh, oh um, oh you no. no, um, you know, all it was like everyone was having sex with everybody, and it was like futuristic end of the world. And Jamie uh, Clayton, my, I don't know, was oh, on yeah, there. Like human, uh, uh, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I just, I'm just, we'll come back to right it. Now. Yeah. What's the sexiest thing about a man? A sense of humor. F. Mary Kill, Adam Lambert, Troy Savon, Sam Smith. Wow. Um, wait, so Mary Kill, F fuck, Mary or Kill. Troy Sivan, Adam Lambert, Sam Smith. And Troy Sivan. Yes. Adam Lambert, Troy Sivan, and Sam Smith. Yes. Right, the gay trilogy. Um, <laughs> okay, I'm going to uh, fuck Troy Sivan. I'm going to kill Sam Smith and marry Adam Lambert. So you like the twinks for sex anyway. Troy Sivan is like 25. Well, you only gave me certain amount of choices i don't have a chance a chance with you um if your penis were a vegetable which vegetable would it be uh that's just a vegetable um <laughs> I, I can only think zucchini because that's the icon but um 
It's not really eggplant is really the icon. Eggplant. That's the emoji. Eggpl- I'll say zucchini. All right, <laughs> Ari Gold, you are a delight. Thank, thank you for you. coming on. I hope you'll come back again. We wish you all the best, Jeff Hiller. Thank you so much for thank being here. For Remind people me. how they can follow you. I'm online. a big fan, by the way. I didn't tell you. Oh, that. ditto. Yes. Uh, you can find me on Boom Boom Hiller, and Love my dick is a celery. <laughs> Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>